So I'm reading from James chapter 1, starting at verse 19 and reading to the end of the chapter. It's entitled, Listening and Doing. My dear brothers, take note of this. Everyone should be quick to listen, slow to speak, and slow to become angry. For man's anger does not bring about the righteous life that God desires. Therefore, get rid of all moral filth and the evil that is so prevalent and humbly accept the word planted in you, which can save you. Do not merely listen to the word and so deceive yourselves. Do what it says. Anyone who listens to the word but does not do what it says is like a man who looks at his face in the mirror and after looking at himself goes away and immediately forgets what he looks like. But the man who looks intently into the perfect law that gives freedom and continues to do this, not forgetting what he has heard but doing it, he will be blessed in what he does. If anyone considers himself righteous and yet does not keep a tight rein on his tongue, he deceives himself and his religion is worthless. Religion that God our Father accepts as pure and faultless is this, to look after orphans and widows in their distress and to keep oneself from being polluted by the world. Amen. Good morning, everyone. And uh, good morning if you're watching on the live stream. Great to have you with us as well. We uh, trust it'll be helpful and encouraging time for you uh, as we uh, think about uh, this important passage from God's word. Uh, we need to bring, come before God and ask for his strengthening uh, as we do so. Let's pray. Father, we thank you so much uh, for this uh, very uh, important passage from James. Uh, we pray, Father, that you would uh, use uh, these uh, words uh, of mine uh, to encourage and to uh, strengthen uh, our minds and our hearts uh, that by your spirit that we would be those who uh, are not just hearers of your word, but uh, that we are doers of your word. And we pray these things in Jesus' precious name. Amen. Now, <clears throat> do you ever get into trouble for not being a good listener? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Every husband, uh, please raise your right hand. I, I know that I certainly do it. You, it normally happens at home, uh, and it's uh, it's usually when uh, when Cassie is uh, telling me something uh, which I need to know for my own good, like when she's uh, heading out of an evening to go to a meeting, and she's uh, giving me instructions about the meal that she has prepared for my dinner. <laughs> And I know that, uh, you know, physically, I hear that the, there were words coming out of her mouth. <clears throat> but I'm not paying attention. My, my mind is, uh, is, 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 is somewhere completely different. And so come dinner time, you know what happens, don't you? I, uh, I take the, the wrong dish out of the fridge or I heat up rice instead of pasta because I haven't well, I haven't really listened. And if I had listened, I would have done what she said and no doubt would have enjoyed my meal a whole lot more. It's important to listen carefully to one another, isn't it? And if it's important for us to uh, listen to one another in, in, in family life and in our friendships uh, with other people, then 
how much more important is it for us to, well, to listen to God? I mean, to really listen to God. And you know what? God has given us very good reason to listen to him, hasn't he? Uh, in uh, James chapter 1, uh, we, we actually see that reason, that reason that we should be listening to God, uh, not in today's passage, but actually in the last verse of the passage we looked at last Sunday, uh, in James chapter 1, verse 18, where we are reminded by James of what God has done for us. What has he done for us? What is it that makes us God's people? Why should we listen to what he says? Well, because he chose us, didn't he? He chose us uh, and he gave us new birth. He made us new people and he did so, how? Through the word of truth, through that word, which is the gospel of Jesus, through that word which teaches us of how much God loves us, uh, that his son Jesus died for us and rose again so that we can have a new life. It's a great message, isn't it? That's the, the news, that's the message, that's the, uh, the, uh, of that forgiveness of sin. It's the word of truth which, which connects us, which reconnects us with God, our creator. And it's a word worth listening to, isn't it? It is worth listening to God. And it's the word, that word of the gospel, that should change uh, not only how we uh, listen to and how we respond to God, but also how we should be listening to and responding to one another, how we treat one another. And so what's this going to mean for us in practical terms? Well, in, James, in, in, in chapter 1, verse 19, James gets started on what is a very practical passage from God's word. Have a look at that with me. In, in verse 19, James says, My dear brothers and sisters, he says, here's something worth listening to. Here's something to take note of. Here's something to, to jot down. Everyone should be quick to listen, slow to speak, and slow to become angry, for man's anger does not bring about the righteous life that God deserves. Wow, he goes straight for it, doesn't he? And how easy is it for us to be the exact opposite and to behave in the exact opposite way to what James says? You know what I mean, don't you? An issue arises or... Or maybe you hear some gossip or someone has done something that you don't agree with and uh, our first reaction is what? We, we get angry. We get angry. And that's the first thing we do. We get angry about it. And then we vocalise our thoughts about it clearly and widely and yet so often we barely listen. We barely listen to the full story, to the other side or to the reasons and we can even persuade ourselves that our anger is righteous anger because we have a just cause and yet it may well be based on a wrong understanding because we have not been quick to listen, slow to speak and slow to become angry. And ironically, it's we who become unrighteous 
and unjust and unfair. This is so important, isn't it? Because so often our relationships are damaged because we, we form our opinions and we make our judgments without first seeking to understand by listening. And if we are like that towards one another, then we may even be people who are like that towards God. And if we are like that towards God, then we are, we are people who, who, who won't be carefully listening to God's word. We won't be people who are carefully considering areas in life where we need to make a change and because that actually requires repentance and requires humility. Humility. Have a look in verse 21, where James goes on to say, Therefore, get rid of all moral filth and the evil that is so prevalent, and humbly accept the word planted in you which can save you. Humbly accept the word. I reckon this is a key sentence in the whole of the book of James, actually. Uh, in Isaiah chapter 6, the person who is humble uh, is also the person uh, who is contrite in spirit and, and who trembles at God's word. Imagine that, trembling at God's word. Now, I don't think that that means that we can't ask questions of God's word and we can't uh, wrestle with God's word. In fact, we should be doing that. But as we do so, we should honour and we should trust God's word so that it will change our character and how we live. Which means that the way we treat, relate to other people should also change. So that even over time, uh, when someone has the, the word of truth firmly implanted in them, and God is at work in them by his spirit, then even over time when a person, even the most opinionated um, and easily angered person, can change by the power of God's spirit and become a humble listener who, when they speak, do so wisely with words which build others up instead of tearing them down. I've known people who uh, uh, have been quite opinionated uh, and have not been Christians and when they've understood how much God has loved them and the, the word of God has been, hum has been implanted in their hearts, they have changed and they've become like children, eagerly wanting to know more, eagerly wanting to know how to change. People who are wise tend to be patient listeners who don't make hasty judgments and who apply God's word to situations. And their words match their lives, which is actually the key to being a, a, a good listener of God's word because there is no point in listening to God's word unless we also do God's word. Uh, in verses 22 to 25, there are two types of people described who uh, listen to God's word, and one 
One is deceived and the other one is blessed. Um, Let's check out the first person first, the one who listens but is deceived. Uh, Verse 22. Do not merely listen to the word and so deceive yourselves. Do what it says. Anyone who listens to the word but does not do what it says is like a man who looks at his face in the mirror and after looking at himself goes away and immediately forgets what he looks like. (laughs) Imagine that. I used to work in an office building in, um, in Sydney, uh, which was not far from Circular Quay. And uh, one of the problems in the building was that uh, the, uh, the elevators um, were, were quite slow. And uh, people would you know, complain about how slow the elevators were. Uh, do you know how the building managers uh, fixed that problem? Install faster elevators? No. They installed large mirrors uh, in the waiting area where the, where the doors to the elevators open up because people love looking at themselves, don't they? <laughs> no more complaints, especially up that end of town. <laughs> so the idea that someone would look at themselves in the mirror and then immediately forget what they look like. Well, that's, that's ridiculous, isn't it? That's, that's ludicrous. Although I must admit some days in the mornings I look at myself in the mirror and I kind of wish I could forget what I just saw. <laughs> but we don't do that, do we? How foolish, therefore, to do the same thing with God's word. Uh, like this man who listens to God's word and then does not do what it says. But I wonder if sometimes you find yourself um, reading your Bible physically, but mentally you're in a different place. You ever find that? Uh, That may not be a problem of attitude, by the way. It may simply be that um, other things are just making it hard to concentrate because of perhaps your, your, like, tiredness or the environment that you're in. In which case, maybe read the Bible when you're fresher or change the environment so that you can get the most out of the, the Bible that you're, you know, out of reading God's word. Um, that's not the biggest problem. The biggest problem is when we do actually read or listen to God's word and we concentrate it and we, we're understanding it, but the knowledge, what we learn, just stays inside our head. And we can, so we can de- deceive ourselves into thinking that we... We are being godly because we, we've, we've read our Bible or we went to Bible study group or we heard a sermon, which, by the way, are all great things to do. Please, you know, I'm glad that you're here today. But if we do not put what we learn into practice, then what is it worth? Nothing. Nothing. It's pointless. It's like the man looking at his face in the mirror and walking away and forgetting what he looks like. It's as ridiculous as that. But what about the man who is blessed? Well, check it out, verse 25. But the man who looks intently into the perfect law that gives freedom, <laughs> notice that God's word is actually, we think that freedom comes from being independent from God. That's not freedom, that's slavery to sin. Uh, but the true freedom is when we're actually living according to the way that God has created us. 
So the perfect man, the man who looks intently into the perfect law that gives freedom and continues to do this, not forgetting what he has heard but doing it, he will be blessed in what he does. So what does this man do? He looks, he uh, perseveres with God's word, he takes action and he is blessed. So, uh, let's say you're reading God's word and an issue of um, character, an issue of godliness comes up. Um, like, for example, in verse 26. Uh, if anyone considers himself religious and yet does not keep a tight rein on his tongue, he deceives himself and his religion is worthless. Uh, do you know, in Ephesians chapter 4, the Apostle Paul uh, says that we should not let any unwholesome talk come out of our mouths. And the word unwholesome there is, in the Greek, means rotten fruit. <laughs> Don't let any rotten fruit talk come out of your mouth, but only that which is helpful for building the other person up. Building them up. Which means that we have to control our tongues. Actually, more than that, we need to reflect on our hearts, don't we? Because what comes out of our mouth comes from deep within, from our hearts. So, uh, here we are here in church today. We are using our ears to hear God's word. We are using our tongues to sing God's praises. And yet we could use that very same tongue even today to speak unlovingly to someone or to speak an unkind word about someone. Same tongues. We can so easily deceive ourselves into thinking that we've been godly by just hearing God's word. But when we truly listen, well, that means obeying it too. Uh, like in verse 27, religion, says James, that our father accepts as pure and faultless is this, to look after orphans and widows in their distress and to keep oneself from being polluted by the world. Do you know, uh, there are many religions which are about um, ceremonies and rituals and sacrifices and saying the right words and so on, but the word of truth which saves us is about Jesus and what he did for us on the cross. And when we truly listen to the gospel, when we truly understand how much God has loved us as undeserving as we were, then we're going to start to care less about ourselves and our interests and more about others especially those who are struggling because of sickness or grief or disability or the stresses of family life. If we truly listen to the word of God, the word of truth, we, get, we, we will reach out and we will care for people, if, people who cannot repay us. And it's often the simple things, isn't it? Like a, a phone call to someone to ask how they're going and to encourage them. Or, uh, you know, when we're preparing a nice meal at home, well, why not prepare a bit more 
so we can take some food around to someone else who is doing it tough, someone who would appreciate it. <laughs> or even better still, invite them around for a meal. When someone's in hospital, um, uh, don't just pray for them, go and visit them as well. <laughs> Praying for them is very important, but visiting as well. There are all sorts of ways that we can be uh, reaching out, we can be caring for other, others, and doing so as a natural expression of truly listening to the word of truth. Which means, as James says, that we need to keep ourselves um, from the pollution of the world. Um, the pollution of the world with its ungodly values of materialism, of individualism, of seeking what's best for me, regardless of what's helpful for other people. And this is a pollution which is not like a massive oil spill, is it? Which, you know, you, uh, which is pretty obvious straight away. No, it's, uh, it's, it's different to that. It, it's, 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 it's a, it changes us very slowly, very subtly. You see, if we hear God's word without thinking it through and without doing what it says, that's what happens. We end up with a polluted heart and a lifestyle which can sometimes be indistinguishable from non-Christians, from people who do not know God. I was on a plane one day when... Uh, just before takeoff, the flight attendant made an announcement. And she stood up there with a microphone and she said, Ladies and gentlemen, I wonder if you would mind putting down whatever you're reading. Uh, look at me and at least pretend that you're listening. <laughs> and we all snapped to attention, some of us for the first time ever, as she gave us the important flight information uh, sprinkled with jokes, including that there was no smoking allowed on this flight, but if you really must light up, then you can do so outside on the wing. <laughs> she said, we've got a really good movie showing out there. It's called Gone with the Wind, a classic. <laughs> Everyone was truly listening, like we've never done before. What about you? Do you ever get into trouble for not being a good listener? Well, it would be possible to listen to James chapter 1 today and to think, well, that's a great passage. Well, a lot of terrific stuff in that, really good, very practical. Can't wait to get back to church next week for James chapter 2 and then go home and do nothing about it. Now, in verse 25, true blessing comes not just from hearing God's word, but by looking into it intently by looking it into it carefully, by taking God's word seriously and asking the question, is there something about me that I need to change or do? And then, more than just asking the question, actually doing it with God's help. So what about today's passage? Do you need perhaps to uh, be a person who listens more to other people and gets angry less? Is that an issue in your life? Uh, 
Or to, do you need to be a pair, someone who is more careful with how you use your tongue? Or more caring for those who are in need? Or do you, want, do you need to put a filter on the pollution of God's word in your life? By being someone who is, focuses more on seeking after God and his kingdom and his righteousness and filtering out the attitudes and the values of the world. <laughs> it would be a bit ironic, don't you think, uh, to listen to this particular passage and then not do what it says. Let's pray. Gracious Father, uh, we thank you for your word, uh, which is uh, implanted in us, the word of truth, uh, the word of the gospel. We pray that uh, we would be people whose minds and hearts are changed, that we would be those who are eager to learn more of your word, uh, not just to satisfy our uh, intellectual curiosity, but rather to make a difference in our lives, to put into practice. We pray for each one of us that we would reflect on the uh, practical issues in today's passage and consider changes that we may need to make uh, in order to uh, bring about the righteous life um, that you uh, seek and desire within us. We pray in Jesus' name. Amen.